<laughs> Welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Dylan and Eric. Ah, ah, I'm Dylan. And I'm Eric, and we have a very special guest this episode. It's Erica from the Paranerds. Erica, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, we've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, you guys reached out to us because you have this awesome thing, Shitty Cryptid of the Week, that uh, Jesse wanted to try to bring in people. And I was like, I love creepy things and paranormal and cryptozoology. So I was like, that's totally up my alley. It's what prompted me to reach out to you guys, started the dialogue. And yeah, we're super excited to have you on. So thank you so much. Hell yeah. And um, I'm the movie person between Jesse and I. So she was like, hey, my work schedule is awful, but you should definitely make sure you're here for this. And I said, absolutely. Well, we would love to have you guys. Yeah. We talked about it. Another thing we're reaching, obviously, the end of the season, but we have another couple like special episodes that we have talked about doing. And one of them that we thought would be fun would just be like you can choose whatever movie you want. And so we would love to have you guys on again. Uh, oh, yeah, that you're willing and we don't offend you too much with whatever we talk about here today. I'll try so. not to bring up 9-11 again. Oh, my God. That's his like thing. That <laughs> that's he, my go to. Uh, I like the conspiracy theories or what? I'm no, invested. Just anything offensive related to 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, well, OK, we'll see. <laughs> but um, I promise you next time you will get both of us. All right. Good deal. This time you're getting the half treatment. Well, it works out well because we didn't even plan it, but it worked out well last time we had guests that their films just happened to start first. And, you know, because that's our shtick is the alphabetical order thing. So Yoga Hosers is your choice, and that comes before our picks. So it just a uh, nice happenstance that it worked out that way. Totally. So did you want to give the synopsis or, or think Dylan typically does that for the films? Sure. I mean, I'm not looking at IMDb whatsoever right now, so I can try to give you a brief summary of it. Yeah, well, I'll go through the stats first, and then when we get to the synopsis, I'll let you take take the lead on that. Cool. So, okay. I can do it. From 2016's Yoga Hosers with the IMDb score of 4.3, uh, Rotten Tomato score 23%. Uh, <laughs> that equates to an average of 3.7, an audience score of 35%. Written and directed by Kevin Smith, starring Lily Rose Depp, Harley Quinn Smith, Johnny Depp, Adam, Adam Brody, Harley Mortensen, Ashley Green, Justin Long, Natasha Lyonne, and Haley Joel Osment, among others. So, Erica, what is the synopsis for this film that you chose? Sure. Um, well, I'm going to preface it by saying I love this movie, but <laughs> um, I'll just read you the one from IMDb first, and then I'll tell you a little extra, I guess. But... um. IMDb says two teenage yoga enthusiasts must do battle with an evil presence that is threatening to rise from its underground lair and endanger their major party plans. So um, these two teenage girls um, addicted to their phones, as most teenagers are nowadays, they work in a convenience store. So it's very like reminiscent of clerks. If you're familiar with Kevin Smith's other films, they have to fight Bratsies, which are <laughs> Nazi bratwurst. <laughs> and it's pretty great. It's like a fun monster movie. And I don't think it's meant to be taken seriously at all. So, Yeah, I don't think so. Especially yeah. with like the dialogue that Justin Long gives in yeah. the majority of his uh, appearances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I love how deadpan he is, though, with that. You know, he's just, like, very matter-of-fact. Like, they've started finding uh, body parts all yeah. over the place. And it's just like he just randomly comes up with the, these factoids. It's uh, it's super weird. I really like the uh, introductions, how they all had uh, the little uh, Instagrams or whatever. Uh, I thought, oh, yeah. yeah. Like Scott Pilgrim or something. Yeah. Like, like the cute, cute little hashtags. hashtags. Yeah. It felt yeah. very in the vein of this is... Well, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was cool. You're right. Like it, it was a nice uh, visual ad because they had a lot of other jokes and but it also felt like it was kind of like pandering a little bit to me. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Smith was reaching a little too far. Like he was making it for teens and he's like, oh, teens like Instagram. Now, so. is, is that something that you uh, hold umbrage with? <laughs> no, because I, I really like Kevin Smith. I, I liked his movies. I mean, Clerks and Mall Rats are great. Like admittedly, I haven't seen Tusk. It's so, disturbing. Yeah. I didn't I, I like mean, it. it. I it know enough upsetting. about it that I felt like I, but, but maybe I lost something because it, they talk about the Colleen's like rescuing the guy or whatever. So I'm like, were they in that movie? And yeah, it's, uh, it's technically part of the true North trilogy where Tusk was the first and yoga hosers was the second. And the third one is supposed to be a movie called moose jaws, which is like the movie jaws, but it's in Canada and it's a moose and not a shark. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Sorry, boot that. Yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. like that. It was Sorry, like, boot that. And then H is H is that was good too. Yeah, one of the funniest moments I thought was when they uh closed up the shop at the very beginning to jam out with their band and then they're opening the store back up for patrons and every single person that walks in, sorry boot yeah. that. Sorry boot that. <laughs> the the introduction song that they did was pretty it slapped. I liked it a lot. <laughs> you liked that? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, but um, part of the reason I wanted to pick it, other than I love it, I know most people hate this movie, and I was thinking, well, what's a movie with why that these guys might not be into, and let's talk about it. So I'm pleasantly surprised to hear that there were things that you enjoyed. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, um, admittedly, I don't know that I would watch it again, but I certainly, like, I had it on my Netflix queue for the longest time when it was available on Netflix. And so I had always like intended to seek it out. I just, for whatever reason, I never got around to it. So I'm glad that this gave me the opportunity to do just that. Cool. Yeah. I, I like it for its weirdness. And I think Ralph Garman, um, who was like the, the leader with all the crazy impressions and voices, I think he's brilliant and hilarious. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. He he was very good at them. You know, uh Johnny Depp's character, what was it? Uh Guy Oh, Guy LaPointe. Yeah, he seemed like he was uh well the character was definitely impressed by all the impressions. Yeah. But it seemed like he was a little bit himself. <laughs> like as an actor, as a human being. He's like, <laughs> Wow, this guy's really got something here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, um you didn't, didn't see Tusk, Tusk, but I can, I can tell, tell you that, that uh, uh Johnny Depp's character is the same in Tusk. Tusk. Except in Tusk, his scene is so long that I was sitting there like, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the running uh, jokes that we have. And uh, we fit it into almost every uh, episode is too long. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, way yeah, too long. Yeah. Uh, I like the sight gag where his like mole on his face kept, it kept moving, moving <laughs> from, and then like and then he had like he five just, of them like, like littered with them. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like continuity, schmontinuity. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> really? So one of the first notes that I had, because it seemed like it was more pre- prevalent early on in the film, 
was it seemed like weird overt sexualization of his daughter because he's like wrote this part and is directing it and she's like in these skimpy outfits and cleavage and whatever and I was like that's a little weird to me I don't know what yeah nobody else yeah. who didn't feel that it's his daughter whose yeah. daughter Harley Quinn Smith. Kevin Smith's daughter is um yeah. is one of the A to Z girls. The Colleen M. No. The longer hair. Oh, okay. The one Yeah, the other the other is Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Are they friends? They are. Mm-hmm. The uh the one photo that they showed of them as kids that wasn't photoshopped like they've been hanging out since they were in elementary school. That's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. think one of the tri- pieces of trivia, I think, says, uh, like, kindergarten, that they've been best friends since kindergarten, wow. so it's a legitimate thing, So, which is really cool. Yeah, yep. but it's not preschool. They could have been friends since preschool. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it would have been, been more legitimate if they'd been friends since, like, birth, but yeah, those right. five years make a big difference. Yeah, <laughs> like they were in the same womb. <laughs> that would have been even better. <laughs> What a crappy movie. We got to deduct points now since they weren't <laughs> friends since, like, they were zygotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to answer your question, honestly, her outfits don't bother me very much. But I get where you're coming from that, like, that's that's your daughter. Yeah. Well, so, first of all, she's a teenage girl, right? She's supposed to be 15, 15 yeah. I think. They, yeah, 15, right? And uh-huh. it's his daughter. So it just, it felt weird. Like, I, I don't know if it would have felt even weirder if he had done it with, like, uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. That would have felt, like, even more off-putting, <laughs> I think. He's like, hey, I'm, like, I'm proving on your daughter. That's, I don't know. It just felt kind of weird. To you me. know what's it's funny, funny is, is it, it doesn't, doesn't bother me in this movie, movie. But when Steven Tyler had Liv Tyler in that one music video where she was like a stripper, that bothered me. Yeah, and rightfully so, I think. That's, it's just odd. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, not it, Dylan always gets mad when I get too like political on here, but it, it reminds me of like the whole Trump thing, like the really inappropriate things that he says about his daughter. And it's like, it's just, Oh no, don't compare them. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Not not Kevin Smith is a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't mean in terms of like being a, he just gets weird boners. Dictator. (laughs) (laughs) My God. But no, it was funny when, um, when I met him, it was shortly after Tusk came out, and I wanted to tell him how much I really liked that movie, and he said, you're the one! Oh, wow. Because I guess people hated Tusk, too. They so, just uh, hate everything he makes. Yeah, I guess. Everything that's not a View Askew universe film, it seems like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, admittedly, like, my heyday with Kevin Smith was, like, the Clerks and Mallrats kind of thing. That was when I was, you know, younger, and that was kind of, it felt like those films were in my wheelhouse, you know? This one, yeah. it felt like it was definitely trying to skew towards a younger audience, uh, and, and that's fair. You know, if he's remained relevant for, you know, what, 25 years or whatever, that's fine. He wants to reinvent himself. And uh, it still felt like a Kevin Smith movie. So I think it still had, you know, his charm and humor. So, 
and still in a convenience store, <laughs> partially. So, <laughs> yeah, with signs of reasons of why they uh, can't be bothered to work. That's. Yeah. Uh, I liked how the bratwurst went up butts. I thought that was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, the bratsies are pretty sneaky. Yeah. I love that their catchphrase was like "Wonder Bar." Yeah, everything was "Wonder Bar, Wonder Bar." Uh, so that it it was kind of a it was a little bit of a turn. I didn't expect the uh, like the satanic serial killer yeah, kind of deal. So that kind of threw me through a loop out of yeah. nowhere. And then yeah, the, then the Bratsy yeah. these are right there, and so. Yeah, just weird. And then the note about uh, Justin Long. Uh, so I wonder if that was actually scripted or if he improvised a lot of that dialogue. I have no idea, but I wouldn't be surprised if he improvised it <laughs> because he seems to be pretty, like, on-the-spot funny. Yeah. It yeah. did seem like, yeah, he's got a, a quick wit. and so, But he's the one that gets turned in Tusk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's really disturbing. I love it. <laughs> I do not. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you'll never hear the um, the Fleetwood Mac song Tusk the same way again after watching that one scene. It's like scarring. Yeah. I body horror is not, word for it. not yeah. for me. So you yeah. don't like David Cronenberg stuff? I thought you did. What, David Cronenberg? What's like David Cronenberg? Like, like The Fly. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it. What? What? Yeah. I like yeah, the thing. Good. John Carpenter's the thing. That's body yeah. horror. Oh, I mean, no yeah, way. You, you should watch the fly though. Your head crawling around with spider legs. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. Cronenberg's thing though is definitely like body horror, and I think the fly is probably the best example of it. But yeah. like every one of his movies, there's always some weird. Uh, he doesn't yeah. like bodies. I guess not. <laughs> and he's also Canadian. I guess it must be so. known body phobe. <laughs> they're they're very polite and they don't like bodies. Yeah. <laughs> What's all these bodies, eh? Sorry, boot that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, boot my uh, <laughs> so impersonation. <laughs> yeah, the over the top Canadian accents was another one of my. Yeah, you know, it was. It was, uh, it was funny, but it was like yeah. A little much at times. Yeah. Uh, probably borderline insulting to someone who's actually from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> probably, I would think so, yeah. <laughs> I, I did like when uh, when they're fighting the Bratsies for the first time and uh, Colleen M was like, I don't want to die in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to die in Canada. Uh, the... Uh, the interaction with the what was it principal invincible yeah yeah i thought that was pretty funny where she said uh i was like i need to think like the young and the stupid and she looks at both of them like the young and the yeah stupid, stupid. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know whether to take offense or, or yeah. not even though it was very clearly directed at mm. them so yeah it's uh <laughs> another one of my favorite lines was the the pun from the was it the guy at the end? So who was the scientist? What was his name? Um, I can't remember the character's name, but the guy is Ralph Garman. He used to podcast with Kevin Smith doing one called um, Hollywood Babylon was the show they had together. Okay. I think his name was Quetzal Khan. Someone's an idiot. <laughs> what was that even for? Throwback. Road to El Dorado. I think it was. Dr. 
Dr. Something. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Uh, Al Pacino in this instance because of that impression. And also Sylvester Sloan and uh, Arnold. Arnold. But it's uh, some weird one. What was Adam West? No, not Adam West. He did. I know what you're talking about. He He did did another other one one that every time I watch it, I have to ask my husband, who is that supposed to be? And I can't remember what he always (laughs) says. He's got like a really zany voice. Yeah. I don't know. You don't remember? No, I don't. I do. I just don't know who it is. (laughs) But his, uh, one of my favorite lines of the whole film was the pun where he said, so much nine, it's almost 10. 10. (laughs) I love love that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know, we don't normally go like beat by beat, but if you want to give us kind of, cause we're just, we're hopping all over the place. So if you want to give us the rundown of the story. Oh, wow. Um, there's a lot to absorb. So, um, the Colleen's there's two of them. That's the teenagers that we're talking about. Um, they're yoga fanatics. So they're hanging out with Justin Long's character who I think is hilarious. He's called the Yogi Bayer. <laughs> like B-A-Y-E-R and he's always on the phone with Hanna-Barbera like arguing with them being like how are you suing me? How can you own a cartoon? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they work at the convenience store and it's one of the girl's dads that runs it and they want to be cool and they want to hang out with boys so there's this grade 12 party they really really want to go to and the parents are like no you have to work sorry but sorry boot that. That. So, so they're working the store. Yeah, exotic. Yeah, we're going to Niagara Falls, and then Natasha Leone is a total asshole and like flips off the teenager, and I'm like, wow. Uh, but yeah, they're working the store, and they invite these cute boys over they were supposed to party with, and turns out they're Satan worshippers and are there to get like virgin soul sacrifice. And I thought it was really cute that. Um, the guy made a comment about how, like, no, we don't do, like, sexual things because we're pure and Canadian Satanists. Right. We just want your untouched soul. Yeah. So uh, the Bratsies, they're not meaning to defend the girls, but, like, they, they kill the guys, which is great. And then they're like, Bratsies? What the fuck? So they kill all the Bratsies that are in the store. I'm trying to remember it scene by scene. What would a Bratzi taste like? Uh, well, they had sauerkraut blood, yes. so um, sauerkraut. So they would guess. taste like sauerkraut? Like yeah. sauerkraut and, uh, and racism, probably. I imagine <laughs> yeah. that's not too good. <laughs> so not Wonder Bar, I'm, yeah. we're guessing? Not, not Wonder Bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it turns out um, there's a big thing where the Bratzis are like, they were supposed to be super soldiers, but they weren't cooked all the way because when the girls were jamming out in their band, they shorted the circuit to the A to Z convenience store. So because they were woken up 30 years early, that's why they're so ridiculous. Like, I guess they were supposed to be way scarier if they cooked the additional 30 years that they were supposed to. Well, yeah, they should have been full size, right? But they were just, they ended up being what like a foot tall or well if they were supposed to be full size what was with the incubation chambers because they were he had like it was like a cookie tray (laughs) yeah they would not be be able to get big i have no idea that was not thought through (laughs) um but i'm sure i'm 
Yeah, but I'm sure I'm skipping some parts, but basically, um, they have to fight. So the big scientist guy that was baking these things ends up putting them in like this Jason Voorhees kind of like crazy outfit, and the girls fight the Bratsy monster with yoga. <laughs> and Johnny Depp is sitting there helpless, and it's pretty funny. Uh, and they win, and they kind of become like superstars again. Because they were famous the first time from saving the walrus man. So. They're like famous yoga teenagers. I think it's kind of cute. Yeah. 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 The the goalie Gollum. That goalie Gollum. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was called. Yeah. The character design I thought was super cool. He was like really hulking and you're he had right. Like he skulls had skulls on his knees and stuff. Yeah. And he had like the, the Jason hockey mask and. Well, I mean, I, but I guess that's actually just a Canadian hockey mask, right? right? I don't know. So. <laughs> they wear them all the time. <laughs> yeah, just going. Yeah, to the I know, but that that franchise has ruined hockey masks forever. Like that's just what you think. It's Jason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. When they, when but, they mandated all the masks, all the Canadians were like, "Well, that's all right," because we we're already wearing them. <laughs> well, and I appreciate when like directors always want cameos in their films like when tarantino does it all the time and kevin smith always chose silent bob for himself because it's a smaller role and for this one he's like hmm what can i be make me a bratwurst nazi yeah, yeah this is a pretty bold move uh, but yeah i mean yeah fair enough it yeah seemed like uh it was fitting because it his little the face when they all had the little hitler stashes yeah. and everything so it was uh it was funny. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was a good synopsis, but I feel like I hit most of the bases. Yeah, yeah for that sure. That was basically the whole so, movie. So, yeah. I mean, I think basically, uh, I don't remember why uh, Guy LaPont, like, contacted them in the first place. Because and... they saved the walrus guy, right? Oh, and was... I yeah. Don't know, he wanted to ask him about that one guy who got, like, Yeah, out. toilet paper, man. Yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah, that was the guy from Happy Meal Time. Happy Meal Time. I, the, oh, do you know what that is? Okay, yeah. it was um, it was a really popular YouTube series where these guys would make these like insane recipes with like Jack Daniels bourbon sauce and bacon strips on everything. Okay. When I was in high school, it was really really popular, like 2007 or whatever. Um, but that's the guy. Like he was YouTube famous, and that that's why he's there. Oh, there was Batman in this movie. That's another reason why I enjoy it. Did you notice yeah. Kevin Did Conroy? You notice Kevin Conroy? No. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. Kevin Conroy Kevin was Conroy in it was briefly. briefly. Um, um, he was, was the, the the one, one that came into the convenience store with the little kid that had the like Robin like pin Robin, on his shirt. Yeah. Okay. And he oh, said, "Let's go, Robin." Robin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the voice yeah, of um like Batman the animated series Batman. Okay. Yeah. Checks out. Yeah. Makes Would sense now. Never <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Accidental yeah. trivia. That that's one yeah, thing that, that I was wondering is like, do I love do this I movie love so much because, because I'm like, like a Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith fanatic, fanatic where I listen to all of his podcasts and I get all the little inside jokes? Like, like is it still enjoyable for people who aren't that invested? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. it's still enjoyable, but I mean, I don't know to the same like level that you are. I mean, we don't we don't know we all the little the ratings yet. <laughs> we don't know all the little nuances and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, certainly, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay. I don't regret watching it by any stretch. No. So, okay, that's good. 
Sorry, I just keep thinking of random trivia. Like, I wasn't meaning to look up trivia. It's just, oh, yeah, right, there's Batman. I forgot to mention that there's Batman. Well, we're pretty much at the trivia portion now, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, is there anything else that you want to talk about with the film? Uh, there's a lot of, like, Smodcast references, and I just can't remember them right now. But we already talked about how it's um, intersecting with Tusk and all that. I feel like that's the big thing. So what's the deal with Moose Jaws? Is that actually still going to take place or did this not get enough like critical? I don't know. Um, He was trying to self-finance it, I think, but Clerks 3 took hold. So he's working on that now. Okay. And Mallrats 2 was supposed to be a series and then nobody picked it up. And now he's talking about making it a movie again and I'm not sure what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I think it's still in the works, but it's like, you know, on the back burner because Clerks makes more money, sure. and I don't blame him. Well, see, I don't know about like what he would do with. Have you seen anything about Mallrats two or anything like uh, what the? Not story lately. Would be? Yeah, I, not I, lately. I know he was originally trying to pitch it to Netflix to be a like a min, limited like mini series. Okay. Where it would have been like an eight part whatever, and then that didn't happen. So. Well, it's like I don't even know that malls are a thing anymore. I mean, we still have some around here, but like half the stores are closed and like, I don't know that it would have, you'd think that he would have to touch on that. Like the malls just don't have the same resonance that they do. Like when the first mall rats came out where like literally that's what people did, you know? Yeah. I mean, as far as I remember, part of the plot was supposed to be like the death of the mall. And it's also like a, or maybe it was Clerks 3. It's one of the two sequels. It was going to be about a character, like, confronting mortality. Okay. So. Huh. Yeah, so I, I don't remember which one that was because he's been talking about both projects for such a long time. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I'm... I would be very intrigued by the whole Moose Jaws thing, but then I guess I, I feel like I would have to go back and watch Tusk. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, I'll watch Tusk and so I can get the full story, the the true North uh, trilogy. Sure. Or... Well, um, I meant to ask, did you see the movie Red State I did that not. he made? No. Okay, well, if you... Well, I don't know. I think you should still watch Tusk anyway, because both um, Tusk and Red State star um, Michael Parks. Okay. He was the sheriff from From Dust Till Dawn mm-hmm. in the beginning. That dude can act his ass off. And I think it's worth watching both of those films just to watch his performance and just how, like, 11 on a scale of 1 to 10 he can get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, in, a, in Red, Red State, it's all about, like, a, um, a Westboro Baptist Church kind of deal mm-hmm. where you have, like, really extreme, like, insane church folk, and he's the leader of them. Okay. And then in Tusk, like, he's this insane man that wants to turn another man into a walrus. So either way, you're going to be entertained by the guy. Yeah, it's just, like, Red State especially, it seemed like I knew enough about it uh, coming out that uh, I was intrigued. But then it, it felt like just such a departure from, I was like, this isn't Kevin Smith. And, you know, props to him for trying to, you know, evolve and, and adapt and everything and come up with something different. But it just felt like, man, I was expecting some lighthearted, you know, romp with, uh, 
you know, uh, TS and whatever. And it, this is not TS and Brody, and yeah. it did not deliver. <laughs> so, I so yeah, I, I have not watched that, and so I, and just hearing how disturbing Tusk was, I had stayed away from it thus far, but. I, I wouldn't. No? I wouldn't. Well, but now I'm intrigued because I I hope that I was Moose intrigued Jaws... too and I didn't... No? No. <laughs> and you're like, and I did not like it. I didn't. No, not at all. <laughs> I I don't like movies. Like, when I watched uh, The House That Jack Built, it fucked me up for like an entire week because of that one scene where he... I've been the... avoiding that movie for don't a while because I've heard that it it's a stuff. lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't do animal stuff i, it was I awful. do i love animals so much that it really pisses me off and it, it feels to me like incredibly lazy writing when they do stuff like animal cruelty stuff that and it's you know sexual assault it just is it instantly like nope i'm out i hate it this is like already like i hate this movie because of it so hey uh my day job is actually at a counseling center so i like totally feel you on that <laughs> Well, thank you. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you're, you know, doing your best to, to help people to overcome that stuff. So thank you so oh, much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, the, the same, same way. way where, like, like, I, I wasn't, wasn't always sensitive, sensitive to those things in films, but now, like, having intimately worked with people that have been through those kind of things, it, it's hard to watch, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, to me, yep. it's just, like, it's so... I don't know why that has to be, like, the narrative. It's like, oh, this we, we're trying to turn this woman into a strong character. Oh, well, she's have to have been, you know, like assaulted. Like, no, that's just lazy writing. You don't have to fall back on, you know, a hundred years worth of what everybody did before, you know, come up with something different, be innovative. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of obstacles in life that exist besides like that typical and awful scenario. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's funny, like, John Wick, I love those movies, but I know so many people that refuse to even get through the first one because of the dog being killed. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I mean, I was really late to the party because I had heard about that, and so I was avoiding it for the longest time until, you know, they said, like, okay, well, but no, he, he gets revenge, you know? Like, like a lot of it, like three movies worth, four movies worth. Like, if you can just make it past, you know, that brief little... So, with that, I was able to, to work past it, but, yeah, it's still... If I end up coming around to it, it will be a long time. Like, it won't be certainly a day one visit for me for anything that has that kind of stuff, so... Oh, Yeah. So did you want to touch on anything else or did you want me to go through the trivia for Yoga Hosers? Uh, I feel good about it. I want to apologize to your audience because I like it so much. And if you watch it based on my recommendation and you hate it, like, sorry. <laughs> Trust me, Erica. We have led them to some shitty movies. <laughs> Believe me, me. Uh, okay. Well, one that's of good. choices was The Quest. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, The Quest. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen But anything Claude he's in is usually ridiculous. ridiculous so. so. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know why that seems like the most egregious, but it was like it was really like, You he, rated something else lower than the quest. Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, you rated it super yeah. bad. Is is that X-rated? It sounds really X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> Willy's Wonderland? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's the new Nicolas Cage thing. It's like I'm sure you're familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's oh. the, the video game. Yeah, I did I saw the trailer for that. Now I know what you're talking about. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's mm, 
Apparently abysmal oh. in his eyes, but I thought <laughs> I don't it was know. Great. You can listen to our W episode and get all the. <laughs> I, I need to because I, I loved him and Mandy. I like it when he goes all cage rage. So, so yeah, I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to spoil okay. the movie to you. Because, yeah, I'll just let you watch it and make your own uh, assumptions. Or <laughs> I okay. All right. So here's the trivia. Okay. Uh, Jason Mewes was originally supposed to play all the monsters in the film, but due to the, his heavy claustrophobia, he couldn't even make it through makeup tests that required the facial prosthetics and full body costumes. Haley Joel Osment was offered the roles next, but his manager declined. Writer and director Kevin Smith ended up playing the monsters himself. The prosthetic makeup required him to shave his face for the first time in 20 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp decided to do this movie because, A, he was involved in Tusk, Johnny Depp's daughter Lily Rose, and Smith's daughter Harley Quinn have been friends since kindergarten, and Chasing Amy and Jersey Girl are two of his favorite favorite films. Okay. So, not the two, like, Kevin Smith films that I would think, yeah. but Johnny Depp, I don't know, he's a little out there, too. Uh, it has never explained what exactly a hoser is. It's Canadian slang for, quote, foolish or uncultivated person, yeah. End quote. So the title roughly translates as yoga idiots. Okay. Colleen, <laughs> Colleen M's character says, while attacking the Brassies, I'm not even supposed to be here today. This is a tribute to Smith's first film, Clerks, from 1994. Yeah. One, thing, one thing that scared me at the very beginning was when she kept saying not, not, not or something. You remember that? Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. oh my God, is she going to be saying this throughout the whole movie? <laughs> but then she never said it again. Yeah. It, because she did it like twice in quick succession. Admittedly, if that would have been an ongoing thing, it would have been like hard pass and yeah. just like had to read the synopsis and <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah, Erica, we watched the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard a no. <laughs> okay. So our second film on the docket is 2011 or 2013, depending. It's weird. That was one bit of the trivia that I didn't actually write down. Now I'm, the fact that I'm bringing it up seems really weird in hindsight. Professional. (laughs) Well, I remember it enough. Okay, so it was actually made in 2011, but then they were shopping it around and it had done like the festival circuit. And then they were trying to find like a major distributor, but it didn't actually get picked up by Miramax, I want to say, okay. until 2013. So, uh, you're next with the IMDb rating of 6.6, a Rotten Tomato score of 79%, uh, which equates to an average of 6.6 and an audience score of 60%. Written by Simon Barrett, directed by Adam Wingard, starring Sharni Vinson, Joe Swanberg, AJ Bowen, Nicholas Tucci, Wendy Glenn, Margaret Laney. Amy Simons and Ty West. What is the synopsis for this film? Though? Synopsis is this family is getting together for something, uh, and then so some <laughs> some home intruders come and uh, start picking them off one by one. Okay. The actual synopsis is when the Davison family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway. That's what it was. <laughs> of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims harbors a secret talent for fighting back. Liam Neeson. <laughs> right? Oh, I, I forgot he was in this. <laughs> I'm going to start by saying the best intruder movie is Hush. There's no argument. What? There's no argument that says otherwise. It's the best one. Hush is okay. To have the main character be deaf, it's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. You saw the masks that these guys were wearing, right? Oh, yeah. So scary. 
It's not about being scary. You know what was scary? The Strangers. The Strangers was scary. Yeah. Not so much the sequels. Pretty horrible. Yeah. Sequels, plural. Isn't there only one? There was Prey at Night. Yeah. And then, um... That's it as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Because they die in that one. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll prevent another sequel. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would mean there wouldn't be another one. There could be different sets of strangers. Yes. Different, like, there's different purge people. Well, I mean, when I could walk outside and go downtown, and I could meet a stranger there. So there are a lot of strangers. I imagine you could probably meet several of them. I could meet, yeah, multiple. You're an idiot. <laughs> so... Had you seen this film before, Erica? I had, but it had been so long that I forgot most of it. But as soon as I put it on, it started coming back to me. But it's nice because I forgot um, who it really was at the end. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so like, because my memory is reliably awful, it was like watching it for the first time all over again. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, so I, I remembered... And, and that's the bad thing about these kind of movies that have that twist. It's really, it's only good and surprising. The like first you can time only watch it. the sixth sense and like really get it like the first time. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Then, once you know the reveal, then you can watch it a second and time. Try just to find to, little hints. At right. It, yeah. Just to pick up on all the little pieces, but like further viewings after that. But yeah. so like this, I already knew that she was a badass that was going to fight back. Yeah. And I knew that. One of the brothers, well, I remember that like her fiance was involved, and I, I remembered that very distinctly, but I forgot that the other brother was in on it. Mm. So, like, when the killer was right there, like, slitting the dad's throat, I was like, What the guy's right there? He's like, yeah. Not gonna kill him? And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's in on it too. Yeah. But the yeah. one scene that really uh, stuck in my memory that I remembered vividly was the uh, nail boards, yeah, that he steps on. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> My feet were hurting watching that for sure. Yeah, that was not. That's fair. Um, my notes are very like thing that happened and reaction, and there were two things that I thought were super funny. If I could share them, absolutely. Uh, when they say Felix, you fucking low life, when he said that the killer has a jammer for the phone signal, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> like, wow, you know who the black sheep of the family is? Like, that's great. Well, and then he like, actively uh, had the bolt in his shoulder at the time, didn't he? You know, and then yeah. he still takes time to like call out his brother for being <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the black sheep. Sure. And then uh, the line of "fuck me next to your dead mom." Then yeah, that was, <laughs> I just wrote that was what? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Uh, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. What? You don't think that you would do that. He says with like <laughs> you had to think thinking. about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what I like the most about this movie is that no one except for the kick-ass girl is likable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, completely. fuck all of them. It was fun to watch them get picked off, or maybe I'm just, like, cruel and cold, but... Yeah, well, so, like, the dad was kind of heartless, you know, like, he expected a lot of his sons and like kind of treated them as such. And he was kind of mm-hmm. like cold and dismissive to his wife. I don't think that the wife was really, that there was anything wrong with her. Like she seemed to love her kids and like not be really extra or anything. Yeah. yeah but, but she, she also, also raised shitty people. people. So, so that's, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. Guilty, Guilty by, by association. <laughs> 
they did turn out to be murderers. So, yeah, I guess she yeah. was pretty awful. <laughs> so I stand corrected. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the, yeah, it starts with uh, this family is getting together for this wedding anniversary. I don't remember if they said how long it had been. 30 years, I think? Or, or was it more? Uh, did I write it down? I feel like it was 25th or something like that. 25th or 30th. It was a big number. Yeah, well, because it felt like the one guy was older, at least. I don't... Um, I don't know if Drake was supposed to be the oldest or if the uh, if Aaron, the main character, if I don't remember what her fiance's name, if he was meant to be the oldest or the middle child. Oh, I don't. Uh, her fiance was Crispin. Crispin, right? But which, like, if it's not Crispin Glover, like, you named your kid after the dad in Back to the Future. Okay, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Uh-oh, Megan f- might fly in from off screen because yeah, something bad has been said about Back to the Future. <laughs> no, I love that movie. I'm saying, like, you're not allowed to name your kid after him. <laughs> okay. She's calmed down now. She's breathing. She's doing Oh, that's good. She's breathing and, into her... Uh, and fun bag. fact, I also loved him in the remake of Willard. So I have not seen it. You'd probably hate it. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Because of animal stuff? It's all about rats, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because, like, bad things happen to animals or because it's just a bad movie? It's just ridiculous. Oh, okay. I do like ridiculous. So it just, it depends on varying levels of ridiculous. Dylan is almost constantly calling me out for this, like, oh, you don't know how to watch movies because, you know. Well, he doesn't. I don't know. There's just certain things. Like, he doesn't get that there's there's reasons that, like, if there's a group of 20 people against one guy, it's like, oh, well, why don't they all just pile on top of him and then beat him and then the movie will I, be over? I can only suspend my disbelief for long enough. Like, going into it, I'm like, okay, it's a sci-fi or it's a horror or whatever. There's going to be things that aren't realistic, obviously, and people are going to make stupid decisions. But when they just get, like... Uh, again, Willy's Wonderland is the perfect example, and that's what he was just bringing up. Like, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you because you seem <laughs> genuinely interested to watch it. So I'm just, I'm not going to say any more. But you can watch it and then listen to our episode and then see if uh, you think my arguments are valid. And then I'll email you about it. Okay, please yeah. do. Yeah. Saying that he is wrong. <laughs> yeah, we like emails that say that we're wrong. We we get them pretty frequently. We love that at Paranerds too. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad because I talked a little bit about the show at the beginning, but I feel like I didn't give you an opportunity to like really say what your show is about. So if you want to use now, like in the middle of sure. mid mid movie sorry. intermission, um, sure. So my podcast is called Paranerds, where my friend Jesse and I are amateur paranormal researchers. So our format is um, one of us will start with a current event. As long as it's paranormal related, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, Sometimes they're not paranormal related and they're still funny. But then there's the deep dive and whoever does the deep dive, the other party has no idea what we're going to talk about until we introduce that subject. So let's say um, one of our most recent episodes was talking about like merfolk, like mermaids, mermen and the kraken. So we get deep into that and it's fun. And then we do the shitty cryptid thing which is what you referenced before. And 
It's basically like Mad Libs, but for cryptids. <laughs> yeah, it's is the best great. way I can explain it. Yeah. I mean, the show is incredible. We just listened to the the Merfolk episode on the way over here, actually. Oh, so, did you yeah. like it? Good. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I told Jesse <laughs> I'm a subscriber to the show. Like, when we first talked about getting on, I was like, well, I want to see, like, how they are, what the vibe is, and whatever. And it's like, I was instantly hooked. You guys are hilarious. You talk about poop a lot. So it's like, <laughs> it's like me. And, We're and gross. Just, you should listen. No, it's like, it, it felt like it was, you know, like, uh, it was us. It was in an alternate universe, us, that was doing that pod. So, and yeah, again, paranormal stuff is like right up my alley. So you guys are, are great. And I'm definitely a subscriber. And that's like day one listen for me, you know, so it's awesome. Thanks. Well, that's why I'm excited to be here because I did the same thing. And I listened to your H episode because I was scrolling through like, let me find a movie I like on here just to see what they say about it. I'm like, he never died. No one else even watches that. <laughs> and uh, I enjoy the dynamic between the two of you. And it's really fun. Thank you. So I want to listen to all 26. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've I'm been dedicated going through and listening to all your guys' episodes. So, yeah, thank you so much for uh, wanting to do the same. Well, you say that now, but wait until you listen to some of the other ones. Like, she's going to listen to episode one and be like, wow, this is horrible. <laughs> no, I'll just, I'll just harass you with emails and be like, by the way, you were wrong about this movie. Let me tell you why. Well, so I don't. I think we did alienate a lot of people off the bat because I don't know if you're a Beatles fan, but our, our yep. first episode was Across the Universe and Alice in Wonderland, and uh, I'm not a Beatles fan. At well, he all. he ended up liking the movie a lot more than I initially thought. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I do, and I did say on the pod multiple times. I am definitely appreciative for the Beatles existing. Like music wouldn't be where it is now. And I wouldn't have bands that I'd like and enjoy if not for the Beatles, but I, that's what matters. But I do think that they are vastly overrated and, uh, Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry. Um, you're just talking, you're talking to a person that like, when I went to London and I walked Abbey road, I was crying. So like, Okay, so you're not. It's really a, it's all right. Like... <laughs> how'd you how'd you feel about Alice in Wonderland though? I hated it. I, I was it that. the Johnny Depp one? No, no, no. This is the 1951, the animated version. Oh, okay. Well, that one's fine. It's one of my favorite movies. And so actually, uh, when we do the uh, when I come on your guys' show for the cryptid stuff, I'll yeah. be in my basement, which is like littered like the one entire wall. I'll show you is just all animated Alice in Wonderland stuff. That's cool. Um, my friend had a wedding that was Alice in Wonderland themed, and um, her brother-in-law did all the um, like characters in big plywood. So it's like we had life-size rabbits and stuff, and it was really neat. That's awesome. That's amazing. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we got off track. Back to uh, no, 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 no worries at all. I mean, I wanted that because I I wanted to give you an opportunity to plug the show and talk about it because it is amazing. Oh. And uh, I should have been more professional and done it at the beginning, but instead we oh well. Derailed. Oh well. Sure. Well, I should tell people where to find it. I'm not professional. I forgot to tell people where to find it. So um, we're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcast. It's Para Dash Nerds. If you're looking for it. We're also on Instagram, so to find all of our updates and stuff, it's Paranerds Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, over 500 followers now, you wow. mentioned. Yeah, so, almost six. We're like amped. Incredible. That's really cool. Thanks. That's Thanks. super neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So 
Uh, back to your next. Where were we even in the film? Uh, I don't know. I just mentioned the board. The family the sucks, family so they deserved, they deserved it. Is where I remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, they the siblings all have tension. So there's three brothers and Crispin. I don't. Again, I don't remember if he is the youngest or the middle or the oldest. But then there's Drake, and then there's uh, Felix, and they all have their like significant others with them. Crispin's. Uh, fiance is Aaron, who uh, like turns out was a uh, Australian survivalist. Uh, she was his uh, like student and teacher's assistant for a while, and then they started this relationship, and so now that's where they're at. And um, Drake is married to Kelly, I think was her name, and Felix is with. Z, Z E E. Wow. She was uh, uh, interesting. I can't stand Drake. Like yeah. the musician? Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I think his music whining. Wrong Drake. <laughs> um, and I think it's because and he looks like a Wahlberg, but he's not. And I think that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Now, I've talked at length about many times uh, about uh, like Emil Hirsch. I don't know. There's something about him. He's like he's. A, oh yeah. He's a fine actor, but I just I I look at him and I'm just like I do not care for you. So I don't know. It's just like I definitely understand like some people's. You know, it's it's messed up, but you know to have that kind of feeling about people just based on their appearance. But I get it. I mean that's well. It wasn't nature, just on that. Just on that. Yeah, he was a very like, yeah. shitty character. No, this character guy, this character, this character, was, character also was also jackass, a major jackass, so, so yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> no question. Like, when he got like hit in the shoulder, I'm like, yes! Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was sooner, and only his head. Yeah, so, um, it escalates pretty quickly, like, they... Yeah, like, two characters died, like, five minutes apart. Well, that. so when they, the, uh, the mother and father, they get to the house first, and they're, like, cleaning up in preparation for all their kids arriving, and... The mom hears a noise coming from upstairs and she like wants to like flee the house, which is the sensible thing to do. But the husband's like, no, I'll go. You're just hearing things. I'll go check it out. And he goes up there. Meanwhile, Crispin and Aaron have arrived and Crispin like sneaks up on his dad who's checking the house out and um, they don't find anything. They uh, go to bed for the evening and then the next day, the rest of the family arrives, uh, Felix and Z and Drake and Kelly. And like at dinner, they start having an argument. Like Drake is like condescending to Crispin about his relationship with Aaron. And then uh, what's his face? What was it? I don't remember what Ty West character's name was. Oh, the, the daughter. We could, could totally forgot about the I, daughter, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think I did write that character's name down. Uh, Tariq? Tariq. Was that yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So he sees something, the glint of a crossbow or, or something, and he gets up from the table and goes over and then gets shot in the head. And that's what starts uh, the chaos. The, the whole chaos. Uh, yeah, then bolts start flying in from everywhere, and 
Aaron like immediately starts reacting. Uh, like she knows how to survive in a crisis and she's like turning over chairs and tells them to use them as, you know, like uh, guards or barriers so that they can get out of the, the line of sight. So thinking well, on, her, on her feet. Yeah. And I just think it's funny how the brothers are just like, if it weren't for her, like, I think they were mad that she was brought home because, you know, but she was meant to be a witness. Right. So I guess it was fine. But I did have a question that I was just wondering what your thoughts were in the beginning when the neighbors were killed. Mm -hmm. Do you think they were targeted just so they wouldn't be witnesses to it? Absolutely. Like, was that the thing? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think that they were just, uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing, because I think the the guy, the only reason that he was there and murdered was because he had, like, left his wife for this younger college student who he was, mm-hmm. like, having an affair with or whatever. And that's the reason that they were in that place and the killers were already set up in the other house and they're like, hey, we got to take care of these people because if all this stuff is going on, you know, we're going to be making a bunch of noise and someone's bound to get out and run for help. So they can't have anybody like alive over there. So, Oh, and it worked out too, because at one point um, it was one of the girls had run over there to get help and they're banging on the door. You see the corpse sitting up, but they don't know that's a corpse. They just hear the loud music like, Hey, someone's home. Help. Yep. And, yeah, uh, that, that was Kelly, and then she gets like thrown through the uh, through the window. She gets punched through the window. Punched through the window, and then, yeah, that was a pretty brutal uh, kill with the with the axe to the side of the head. Oh, yeah. That was like so a the golf swing. The the kills were pretty inventive, and again, not to like jump too far ahead, but when Aaron kills Felix. The with the blender, blender that was my god i mean yeah. i loved it that was incredible because yeah he was a real shit character and she was you know defending herself and but just like so uh inventive to stick it in his head and then plug it in and turn it on yeah. that is was amazing inventive and minimal effort why expend more energy than you need <laughs> totally yeah let let electricity do all the work for you god that must have been a really good blender what brand was that was that a vitamix or what <laughs> cuts right through bone yeah well maybe she got deep enough into the skull that it was just like chewing up Isn't the brain the skull pretty hard like yeah. in all these movies like especially like zombie movies and stuff they just have these butter knives and they're just sliding it through like a piece of jello what, right i wonder if yeah, mythbusters did, did that, that at one point, point. Yeah, i would have assumed that they would have had to you know yeah. for like a halloween special kind of deal we'll have to see yeah. that up. but i so maybe zombies are different because they're okay they're deteriorated a little bit they've you know they're decomposing so their flesh is probably a little you know rotted and mottled and softer and but so the maybe bones, their bone is they? also like degrading and I don't know. I have no idea. I don't just think you need to just talking out my ass. <laughs> so Yeah, but they are going through the uh using the chairs to get out of the room and everything and then they they make a decision that <laughs> yeah, so it's another thing, like people are actively dying around them and then they're having an argument about who is the fastest. Yeah. And like the, the daughter's like, you guys never give me any credit, I'm the fastest, and you just never give me an opportunity yeah. to do it. 
So then she decides that she's going to try to run out for help, and then they have that piano wire strung across. Where yeah, she that gets, was like, disturbing. Yeah. That, like, yeah. Cause they, well, cause I think it's, it's funny, funny that the dad is just, just like, like, you would, if that were my dad, I know he would, no, like, you can't do that. Like, I'll be the one. But no, it was like. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you really are the fastest. <laughs> you're right. We don't give you enough credit, honey. Like, go ahead. Get out there. Piece of shit, Dad. That's why you have piece of shit kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was disturbing, especially in the way that they kept like showing the close up of yeah her her gurgling throat and everything. So that was that was a little off putting. Did not care for that. So they did a good job. Yes, that's what you're saying (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Uh, So who who was the next to go? Oh, and so then that prompts the mother to like have the breakdown and, and she, she goes up to the bedroom and she's like crying that there's a guy under the bed and he comes up and gives her the old wackaroonie right in the head and leaves the machete in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the old wackaroonie. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> the no, but she needed to die. die. Like, like that, that, that would have been, been so traumatic for her Yeah. to survive all that. So like, that's a mercy kill almost. I won't go that far, but yeah, that was the next logical uh, course of action. Uh, so then they go up and uh, find her. Yeah, and then the guy jumps out at one of the stragglers. Was it? Somebody. Oh, because Kelly kind of, because he was, yeah, he stayed hidden some, under the bed the whole time. Yeah, the guy was under the bed, and the, some lady was. It was looking, Kelly. It yeah. was Drake's. Uh, wife and she crawled under and looked and so that was a pretty terrifying shot yeah. of like you know see the guy just like come out and then are you scared of masks um uh, no <laughs> no you you're pretty adamant about how cool the masks were. yeah i think just because they, they were cool i thought it was inventive i liked cool the, or scary cool okay i liked the i mean obviously i don't like why the, not both yeah exactly. yeah it could be both you can be scared of something eric i won't judge you <laughs> you would absolutely judge me <laughs> <laughs> but i know it wasn't a, a scary thing um why because you want to see if i'm scared of your mask i wanted to put my mask on and yeah. dance around like a cheeky man <laughs> <laughs> so dylan is a musician and he likes to perform in masks and so he has that's all awesome. these masks that he's created, which are really cool. But so I think that's he doesn't like to uh, plug himself or promote himself either. But I think that was maybe his subtle subconscious way of saying, "Go check my music out." On Spotify <laughs> I think you should listen. I'm to a Italia. big music person. I'll listen to your stuff. Listen I want to see a music Italia. video with that tiki dance. Spotify. See, now Erica said she wants to see the tiki dance yep. video, so you're gonna have uh-huh. to do that. <laughs> It is so hot in here, my God. It yeah, it's hot here, too, and I can't have the fan on because it'll it's too pick loud, up in yeah. the audio. Oh, yeah. Yep, same. So we're just... So we're sweating together. It's a bonding experience. Yeah. Shared misery, <laughs> which is also happiness. I had this, like, <laughs> scarf thing on. <laughs> I just thought your beard was really big. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I need to shave, apparently. Yeah. Dylan's just, like, in full parka. And, like, yeah. You know, snow, yeah, it's really hot in here. Snow pants. Like, <laughs> like, it is summer in Illinois, right? Yeah, space yes. heater next to me. It, it has been incredibly warm <laughs> lately, but it was weird because we had, like, a couple days last week. Was it last week? I don't even know anymore. Time just 
where it dropped down to like 40. Yeah, it was like 50 mm-hmm. during the day, and now it's just like 90. Something. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it was the same here in Maryland. Yeah. Lovely weather. <laughs> Do a lot of people get married in Maryland? Uh, yeah, I guess they do. I did. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. It was a while ago, but I appreciate it. Uh, my husband actually dressed as Ash from the Evil Dead for our wedding. We did a Halloween wedding. It was fun. Awesome. So what were you? Um, well, I was just wearing like a black wedding dress, but I, in my heart, I was emulating the, um, My Chemical Romance Helena music video. (laughs) Oh, very cool. But uh, I felt like it was kind of lame, so I didn't want to tell everybody that. But I just said it on a podcast, so no there, one here we it. go. No, nobody listens to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. We had all of our friends dress up as like whatever they wanted to be for Halloween, and Jesse officiated it, and she was the devil. That is super awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I did that for a buddy, not as the devil, but I, yeah. <laughs> my buddy didn't want like the full blown uh, like religious ceremony thing, and so uh, he asked me if I would uh, apply to be an officiant or whatever, and so I did, and so we're still not sure that their uh, that their marriage is legal in all fifty states. <laughs> did you do it through um, Universal Life Church? Uh, it's it's the Church of Spiritual Humanism, I think. So I've got oh. a card and everything. So wow. it's, it's nice probably to, fine. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it, if uh, they ever have any issues, I, mean, I can just can shrug you, my shoulders. Can you marry two animals? I I don't. I mean, sure. I mean, it's just a piece of paper, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd go to a cat wedding. Yeah, for real. Cat yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. So you're next. Uh, Rails? Were there ever any? We're talking about animals. So speaking of animals, there's animal masks. So yeah, eventually she starts like picking them off one by one. She's like setting traps and stuff. Well, there was only three of them. And then the two well, so family. The, the one girl got and the... the guy. The brother. Yes. And then the other brother. <laughs> But I mean, in terms like the, of, of the, the animal people, mask animal assailants, the one guy busts in and is like actively trying to kill her and she you know, hits him in the crotch and then, and then you know, bludgeons him a lot, smacks him in the knee and then destroys his head. Gives and him the old tenderizer. <laughs> the wackaroonie? Is that the what wha- you mean? The I love that. <laughs> I'm about to use that in my everyday life. That's amazing. <laughs> New merch, <laughs> wackaroonie. Yeah. I'd wear a wackaroonie t-shirt. There we go. Oh man. my god! Now I have to, now I have to design it. <laughs> Sweet. So just use the hamburger helper picture. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just give him like a meat cleaver, <laughs> or I guess a baseball bat. Yeah. Dylan has this thing where I, did someone tell you that you looked like him or something or what? how did what was the genesis of that? Like, I don't know. His name's Lefty and it's such a random thing to bring <laughs> up. So I'll just I'll when I'm talking to someone I'll just be like, "Do you know the name of the hamburger helper mascot?" And then I'll tell them that it's like Scott or something. <laughs> and they'll believe me and then I'll finally tell them the truth. Oh my god. So anyway, he brought no, up No, you're that- wrong. It's Hamilton. <laughs> Oh. So he has this affinity with the hamburger helper glove. And he's like, here's this picture of me um, 
I know you're decent with Photoshop. Like, put my face on the Hamburger Helper Club. And so I did it. And he's used it as his profile picture and yeah. stuff. It's, it's pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll have to add that as another merch. Another merch. So another one of his uh, catchphrases from very early on is, I've heard of hand grenades but not head grenades because I don't know if you've seen the movie Battle Royale. Yeah. Okay, so where the where the guy uh, has like the grenade stuffed in his decapitated head, and then so, uh-huh. so since our B movie, that's been one of Dylan's catchphrases, and so I actually created a shirt where his head has like a grenade pin yeah. thing on it, and I've got that running SpongeBob gag. Yes. So there's lots <laughs> that of you love that one. I love SpongeBob, so that's exciting. So well, can... speaking of which, um, oh, here it comes. So, if SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> Sponge on the Run was released in 1000 BC, do you think the Neanderthals would enjoy it? Yeah, they'd be amazed by what they were seeing. It would be like magic to them. Yeah, but also, even if you don't understand the language, like I think it transcends language and time. Like SpongeBob is hilarious. SpongeBob is one of the highest art forms known to man. Oh, yes. I forgot to tell you, we did get another email from a from a new person. A new? Well, why didn't you do that at the beginning? That's huge. <laughs> it was embarrassing because it called out that I was wrong. Oh. His name is Micah, and he's a fan of the show, but he says the Battle of the Bulge was not a World War One battle. It was a World War II battle, oh. so I stand corrected. My apologies, Micah, and all other listeners that were probably like, you fucking Anyone who was in the Battle of the Bulge? <laughs> I don't know why you guys all have boners. You guys were, like, fighting, so oh it's kind of weird. Jesus, do, you, do you... <laughs> It's pretty fun. You have to have a boner when you fight? <laughs> or is it weird to have a boner when you fight? I mean, it's I would... okay to have a halfie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> it's okay to have a halfie. It's okay to have a halfie in wackaroonie. <laughs> Give them the old wackaroonie with your halfies. Oh my God. Uh, it's so hot in here. <laughs> laughing so hard. It's getting a lot hotter, too. Yeah. <laughs> Erotic. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So you're next. Yes. You're next, yeah. Oh my god, we can't get through this movie. I mean, she basically just picks them off one by one, and then everybody's dead. Include, so she gets, she finally, the cops finally show up because she sent this emergency text, and it finally went through. Yes. They were, the, uh, I almost said the enemies. I mean, that's still accurate. Yeah. The enemies... <laughs> were um, using, like, a cell phone blocker. So they finally got the message through. So the cop shows up and sees her just, like, murdering this dude. So he thinks, like, she's the psycho. Well, you so he shoots her. You kind of spoiled the end. Like, where she, you had mentioned that she's picking off the assailants one by one. Okay, but you're, it seems like you're, like, fast-forwarding to the very end. Is, what, is that what you're trying to do? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so yeah, she picks off the, okay. the, the assailants, <laughs> and then it's revealed that Felix is in on it, mm-hmm. and then so she has the, the fight with uh, Felix, which yeah. is the aforementioned blunder scene, mm-hmm. and then she stabs Z in the top of the head, mm-hmm. and then uh, Felix's phone starts ringing, mm-hmm. and she picks it up and answers it, and it's Crispin on the other line asking mm-hmm. if everything's done and if it's safe for him to come back to the yeah. house, and he just continues to... Basically, uh, tell her the entire plan. Yeah. 
and she's not saying a word. He just hears breathing and assumes that it's Felix that yeah. he's talking to. And so was it really bullshit or did he, because she tells Z that she was a survivalist and all that and, and that she didn't tell Crispin. So he was completely unaware that she was going to be like the survivalist and fight back. Yeah. So but yeah. that one guy was like actively trying to murder yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. Like if he, what if, and what he if he was saying there was succeeded? never going to be in danger. She was never supposed to be in danger. But not so. pictured. Yeah, not pictured exactly. So I don't. Yeah, know. that I think that was bullshit. I think she was going to die. Yeah, he was just saying that to not get murdered not by her, yeah. be killed. Yeah. Right. I mean, after seeing the damage she left. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I, I, would I would lie, lie definitely. definitely. For sure. Like, But you would think like if he was smart enough, unless he thought that, oh, she really does love me and maybe he could win her over, not only with love potentially, but like the um, money. Mm. But I, I don't know. Like, I kind of think if I was like a nefarious coward like that guy, yeah. I probably would have just saw all that carnage and be like, uh, she's not to be trifled with. Yeah. Uh, that's me out. Run, and he just, just run like away. runs away. Yeah. But I mean, he tries to talk her down. So when I watch horror movies, when there's a haunted house and it's obvious that shit's happening, if like all the kitchen cabinet doors fly open, I'm out of there. Like <laughs> it wouldn't be a movie; it'd be a short film because I would leave and nothing would happen to me. Because then you have to go into the kitchen and you have to shut them all. <laughs> what kind of paranormal investigator are you, Erica? <laughs> a really bad one. And that's why you should listen to my podcast. <laughs> Can confirm. Not Researcher. That but that you should listen. So. <laughs> All right. so that's basically it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dylan got to it where she uh, doesn't put up with Crispin's shit and says, no, fuck you, I'm out, and kills him. I like how it ends with the cop coming in. She's like, no, don't open the door because she's got the axe trap. Yeah. And then, like, it goes down. It doesn't show it hitting him, but then it does, like, the blood splatter, and it's like, you're next. It's like, dude, that's the movie I just watched, man. (laughs) Roll credits. (laughs) You like when they do that, huh? Yeah. Like when they they say the name of the movie within the movie. Oh, "Oh my God, yes. There's nothing more that that I love other than animated movies. Animated movies and then musicals. Yeah, but right on top is when they say the name of the movie in the movie. What if they said the name of the musical in the musical? You would be like losing your mind. Yeah. They, well, they his favorite movie of all time is Moulin Rouge. Yes. And so. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> the, the, in a several bunch. songs, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> At the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do truly intend to listen to some of these episodes, that's a good one to start with because we we had our buddies uh, Jake and David from Life Is Unfair podcast. It's a Malcolm in the Middle rewatch podcast, and they're incredible. Ooh. So if you like that show, I definitely suggest I going on, uh, like listening to them because they're hilarious. And we had them on for the M episode, so it's a major jam packed one. But it's like uh, two hours long. It's almost three hours. Oh I think it's like God. two hours and forty three minutes. But uh, so we talked about uh, the Matrix and Mean Girls, Memento, and Moulin Rouge. And Dylan, wow, at, like he has seen Moulin Rouge how many times? Probably over 20. He's seen this movie over, Same. 20, over 20 times, and he did not know where it took place. <laughs> well, I'm, hor- I'm horrible what? at geography. It's in Paris. <laughs> yes. 
We give him so much shit about that. <laughs> because we're like, where does it take place? London. And he's right. like, London? <laughs> we're like, you've seen this 20 times and you don't know where it's at? Anyway. Uh, oh, my what God. What month is it? <laughs> it's, now it's June. Okay. <laughs> July. Uh, so Reminds me of that David Lynch meme where it's like, what fucking day is it? <laughs> Fair. That's, but that's Dylan every day. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't know geography and he doesn't know uh, the order of the months. Uh, no, actually, we did get him to do the months. Once, and you yeah. did it in chronological order. So, mm. <laughs> so a, gr- a 30-year-old man was able to recite the uh, months of the calendar. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's get into the trivia. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Simon Barrett, who's the Tiger Mask killer, is also the movie's screenwriter. Wow. The primary filming location was an antique home that had been empty for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Spooky. That's scary. It was there probably really was people hiding out in that place. Mm-hmm. Then. The mask in this film inspired the mask in the video game Hotline Miami. Okay. Never played it. I oh. Play it. I could see that. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably already saw it. Who, me? Yeah. What? What's the? I always ask you what the body count is. Oh, the Do you body count. How many? Um, in your next? Yes. Yes, the movie that we're actively talking I'm about. Saying, <laughs> I'm saying God it so it. I can stall while I think. People do that all the time. You asshole. <laughs> you are the asshole. <laughs> okay. Um, eight. Wait, no, no, no. Eleven. I was going to say gonna eleven, say or, 11 12. or twelve. I'm going to say eleven. Final offer? Uh, apparently it's wrong, <laughs> it's, but yeah. It's 15. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Aaron is the only character that appears on screen that actually survives. Wow. So the final girl. It's definitive that the cop is definitely dead. Okay. So you said you don't see him get axed. Oh, but I didn't add him in there yet. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Does the cop win or does he live? He dies. He dies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He dead. <laughs> All right, now on to the best movie of the bunch. Okay, on to our final film of... Which I watched approximately five hours ago. (laughs) I didn't even finish it. That's real Dylan energy you're bringing to Erica because Dylan (laughs) constantly does this to me. Like, I always have to ask him, like, actively while I'm at work on Tuesday, like, are we still good for recording? And he's like, yeah, we should be. And I'm like, have you watched either of the films? And it's... I'll get it done. <laughs> it's fresh. It's fresh. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's what he does, and that's the excuse that he makes, is that it's fresh and that uh, <laughs> he, he does that, so that's the reason he can take no notes and still uh, half-ass his way through. Yes. So, all right. 1998, You've Got Mail, with an IMDb score of 6.7, Rotten Tomato score of 70%. That equates to an average of 6.3, and audience score of 73%. Written by Nora and Delia Efron, Based on a story uh, by Miklos Laszlo, it's directed by Nora Ephron, starring Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Parker Posey, Greg Kinnear, Dave Chappelle, Steve Zahn, and Gene Stapleton, among others. What is your synopsis? So this super rich guy like opens up this bookstore right across the street from this little mom-and-pop bookstore um, and uh, eventually puts her out of business. But it turns out that they're pen pals and they're like falling in love with each other over... Uh, AOL Instant Messenger. Very good. So the actual synopsis is, book superstore magnate Joe Fox and independent bookshop owner Kathleen Kelly fall in love in the anonymity of the internet, both blissfully unaware that he's trying to put her out of business. 
So yes, they have the they met in this uh, like over thirty message board kind of deal, and they started uh, this pen pal uh, relationship. Neither of them has met in real life at the onset of the film. They are both in relationships with other people, mm-hmm. and yeah, like you mentioned, he. Uh, well, I guess it's his father and his grandfather mm-hmm. like own the company, and he is like doing business for them, trying to open up this uh, this new branch of the store and the west side. Do you know where this takes place, Dylan? No, you can't. Man, no. New, New York. <laughs> what? Yes. I was about to say, like, you, you can't, can't mistake that, that city yes. for any other city. What the hell is that? What? There's some kind of gigantic bug that's crawling on your scarf thingy. But it's a cicada. Oh, Do you guys get cicadas up there? It's like one of those black wasp things. Eee. Uh, I think you need to take care of that there, buddy. Take care of it? How? Well, either murder it or let it outside. It's creepy. It is. Okay, so... I was about to say, unless you have the brood X cicada problem we're having down here right now, like, it's insane. No, we're we're blissfully uh, (laughs) not aware of of that. Oh, good. Good. So back back to the movie. My favorite scene and the scene that I, I said out loud, this is how I know this is a good movie. Okay, there's a scene where he's laying on this, like, couch... And he asks him, like, what kind of fabric is this? And then he gets up and the fabric's all over his his suit. So the guy gives him a lint roller and he's doing all the dialogue. While he's doing the lint roller, it makes it feel real, real. And I was like, this is this is where it's at. This is this is media right here. <laughs> this guy's lint rolling on screen right now. I totally understand and appreciate that, but that was not a thought I had watching this movie at all. Uh, I don't think that was a thought that anyone has had aside from Dylan. <laughs> I mean, the dialogue is really great, I think. Um, I think the letters that they exchange are really um, interesting. I mean, watching the movie I said out loud... Do, does anybody in the world, like, actually speak like this to each other? Am I just, like, so dense that I can't <laughs> form a intelligent sentence? <laughs> well, and I appreciate that it wasn't, like, what I remember, like, AOL Instant Messenger being, which was, like, hi, ASL, question mark, LOL, WTF, or whatever. Yes. I remember uh, Excite chat rooms. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that. You could have a little avatar. I would always be a little anime boy. <laughs> you weed. That checks out, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's so many Oh, things. you couldn't be the hamburger helper guy? <laughs> 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 totally. <laughs> no, they didn't have it. That's a damn shame. <laughs> it really is. Where'd the bug go? I don't know. He's Probably crawling floating in around there somewhere. Yeah. There were so many things that were uh, just like callbacks to that to that time period where I just kept writing down like, yeah, remember AOL and remember bookstores? And uh, <laughs> that, that's what mine's like, too. It's like the nostalgia of dial up, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, yeah. Also, uh, I wrote, I forgot Dave Chappelle is in this movie because I did. 
Yeah, that was weird. I had never seen this before, so when I saw his name in the opening credits, I was really uh, surprised and pleasantly so because... You said you've never seen this? I've never seen this. Okay. So I I was very happy about that because he was also an undercover brother, which I really appreciated. It could have been an episode of Sidekicks. Side splitters. Side split. Yes. We're getting our own shit. (laughs) I think I'm the one who came up with that. Yeah. So, God damn. Oh, I'm an idiot. (laughs) So another one. Okay. So. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. So you were speaking of like the realness of it and how much you appreciated that. Yeah. Something I wrote down was. I do not believe for one moment that a butterfly would end up in the yeah. New York City subway. Well, I mean, it, it was a C, it was a CGI butterfly. I could believe that happening. <laughs> so another unbelievable moment was uh, the guy says that he had a four hundred and fifty dollar a month rent in New York City. Okay, granted, it was the late nineties, but I don't know that it has ever been that cheap. Like New York has always been incredibly um, expensive, hasn't it? It. It's possible, possible. and the only reason I'm saying that is I I knew folks that lived in New York that had a similar situation. If it's rent-controlled and someone has owned it since, like, the 60s or 70s, and it's, like, a commune where you have, like, six or eight people living there, it's possible, but you're one lucky dude or dudette to, like, score that. For sure. Because rent in New York City costs more than I make a month. Wow. Yeah, for, like, a studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a cardboard box. Yeah, for <laughs> renting someone's closet with a bathtub <laughs> would be like two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. So Um But another thing that I said was and I, I'm not trying to like shit all over the movie because I do think it's cute and I do think it's nostalgic and I do think it's funny and I love the performances, but I find it so completely unbelievable that these two are running into each other the way that they do oh, yeah. in that They're city constantly near each other it's like stalker kind of stuff yeah yeah like there's no way that in their daily routines they run into each other five times a day and they just happen to be the people that met in this chat room like right no nah. well, i mean they must no. have lived near each other because their businesses were also like near each other yeah they, so. they definitely uh, well, yeah. They live in the same neighborhood or yeah. whatever so i i did think it was cool at the very beginning when it they're both like really eager for their significant other to take off so that they can hop online yeah. to like communicate with the other person. And then they, they're going about their day and they just keep like kind of passing in happenstance. Yeah. I thought that was, it was cool. It was well done, like how it was shot mm-hmm. and it was also neat. And we were like, Oh, cause that's a little trick, you know, that the audience knows, but they don't know. Yeah, it's exactly. like, just turn around. And that's the love of your life, man. Yeah. You just save us like two hours. Yeah, <laughs> where you like sitting there like, why does she just turn around and just get kissed him with something? This is the kind of shit that I have to put up with. My God, no, I was not like that. I was no. waiting for it to organically unfold. Yeah, into the love story that it was. Okay, but the, you okay. are a sucker for romance movies. Apparently, is after your the Notebook thing. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, and I'm not afraid. That's of so, that's cute. so cute. Yeah, he's a little cutie. <laughs> I rarely hear men say that. That's like nice to hear that you also like romance films. He's yeah. a little sweetheart. I'm. Aww. I'm very comfortable in, in saying that. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, well, I, well, I was gonna say too. One one moment that I really loved is when like Tom Hanks like teaches her how to be assertive and mean and say what she feels and then she hurts the fuck out of his feelings yeah 
backfires totally. Yeah, that's that was great. Ironic. Loved <laughs> it. Whatever I. I don't know if you watch Family Guy at all, but whenever I, I do, I, whenever I hear Tom Hanks, I cannot help but think like when Peter is in the in the in the movie theater watching. I think it's Philadelphia, right? Uh-huh. Where uh-huh. like where Tom Hanks has HIV or whatever, and Peter's like, "Who is this guy? I know we've seen him before." And he's like, "That's right, Tom Hanks." And he's like, and it's the scene where like he's actively dying of AIDS, yeah. and like Peter's like, "Yeah, it's hilarious. This guy is funny in everything he does." I, every time I hear the name, I always just <laughs> think of that. It's like so inappropriate, but I really like like scene not Forrest Gump or <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, it's mm-hmm. the dialogue noise. Yeah. I yeah, I, yeah, nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so many things about this. But I was like, I know what they were trying to get across was like, and maybe it was like a love letter to New York or people that, because I think Nora Ephron is, is from uh, like the West Side. And so for them, it probably meant more and... Like having these big box stores come in would probably seem like an invasion on something that yeah. felt like a homey neighborhood kind of thing where right. where even though it's a gigantic city, one of the you know the hugest metropolitan areas in the world, that like this neighborhood could feel like small town America, you know, where everybody knows mm-hmm. each other and it has like the mom and pop stores. But mm-hmm. I couldn't help mm-hmm. but think like when they reveal like Fox Books how much better of a place it was like it like why wouldn't you want one of those yeah it was awesome well it's like the one store was just children's books and then fox was everything right and it had coffee and a bakery and a place for people to yeah it's a good thing the other place when i was business it sucked ass yeah Yeah, i mean what she should have done done was walked walked over over there as soon as they opened opened, saw everything everything that they they have that she doesn't and say hmm well maybe we can make a cafe yeah, portion I mean, of our little bookstore. Like, mochaccinos, you know. Like, I don't know. What like she, as a business lady, she's not too great. I know that it's like her mom's store in the sentimental value, but like as a businesswoman, you should have done a little better when you found out that the big corporate borders or Barnes and Noble was coming. Right. I she probably knew that for a very long time too. Well, she didn't think that there was going to be a threat. She thought it was going to... Like, everybody initially was like, oh, it's a flash in the pan kind of thing, and nothing is, like, going to take over. And I think that's the thing that happened with a lot of, you know, like, Walmarts and Targets or whatever, like, all the big box stores that have run the mom-and-pop thing. But the most telling part of that was, like, when he goes to buy uh, the books for what ended up being his brother and what his aunt, right, who's, like, much younger than him, uh, he spent, like... What was it? Eight, Eighty-six dollars or yeah. something on like four books. It's like these are children's books, yeah. and four dollars, four books is like eighty-six bucks. Yeah. Like, yeah, you should have a discount place where yeah. I, I don't know. I, again, I know what they were kind of trying to go for. Like, oh, we don't want to lose our values of the mom and pop stuff, and uh, the big evil corporations are going to take over and whatever. But I, I just. The whole time I was thinking, like, that place is better in every respect. (laughs) You're like, sorry to break it to you, but I'm going across the street. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. But it was cute. Like, it was was fun because I saw it years ago. I was probably, like, 
middle school, high school last time I watched that movie. It was cute and it was nice to revisit it. Gives you the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And they're very cute together. They are. Uh, Tom Hanks is great in everything. Tom Hanks. Tom that's, Hanks. That's him. He's hilarious in everything he does. <laughs> he is great in everything, though. That was good. I, it was definitely uh, better than uh, than I thought. I, I had never seen it before, and so I was kind of hesitant. And I was giving you some grief about it when you first brought it up. I yeah. was like, really? Like... Our choices are your next and yoga hosers and you're picking you've got mail. Like, seriously? Like, I even went to Erica and was like, so he finally told me what it is and I'm so sorry. Like, no, it's fine. I was happy because I'm thinking, like, the variety, it's all over the place. Like, you have, well, think about it. You have, like, a thriller horror film. You have a romantic comedy and then you have kind of a horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. So it works. Definitely. It was a good yeah. dynamic. Yeah, you didn't have to pick on him. It was a good choice. choice. <laughs> Just like he, he gives me grief, I give him grief. You know, it's it's what we do. It's a brother thing. So this episode is horror and hearts. Get out of your own okay. house. And <laughs> hosers. <laughs> oh, I. Th- well, another one of the notes that I wrote was that it's funny how the message is how it's so unconventional how they're meeting. Uh, but now it's the most commonplace occurrence yeah. and it's the new normal. Yeah. Like they, they keep bringing up like, oh, it's so weird. And even all of their friends and family, they're like, oh, well, like this could be anybody and it could be a serial killer and this and that. And yeah. it's like now what probably like seven out of 10 or more relationships start that way where the yeah. people meet online. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's culturally acceptable to like, I don't know which direction you swipe, but to swipe on somebody. <laughs> yeah, that has become the new normal. So, I mean, it's funny how, I mean, okay, this is from 1998, so 23 years has passed. So, I mean, that's a considerable amount of time for the, for the zeitgeist to, to shift and everything. But the other side of the coin is that it's, quote unquote, only been 23 years, you know, yeah. and it's like not even really a a full like generation and right. just it, the dynamic has just completely shifted from yeah. the conventional you 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 meet by happenstance in a coffee mm-hmm. shop or a bar or whatever and then you develop this relationship maybe and and now it's like you meet online and you, you cultivate these relationships with people for sometimes you know weeks months maybe even years before you actually meet in person mm-hmm. and and then go from there it's just like it's so weird how that's happened mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like imagine if you, you were to have like an 18 year old watch this movie now they don't remember dial up yeah no so, so it's like, like wait you couldn't be on the phone and use the computer at the same time yeah they yeah. knew not our pain <laughs> no well it's just like even kids today that they've never lived a life without a cell phone it's yeah. like i mean yeah obviously in school we had computers and and Mm -hmm. the internet and whatever to do you know research on but certainly not everyone was walking around with computers in their pocket you know oh no like when when i graduated high school school, like like, you remember the razor phones yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, Yeah, like like, razors were popular when i was a senior so So, now i hear that teachers have to have like um little things on their doors to put all the kids phones in to stop them from going on like snapchat in class Snapchat yeah that's wild to me like what well i mean look at look at yoga hosers that's what they were doing like they were actively like they had to have their phones taken away from them because they couldn't like get their faces out of it 
So, and then they, <laughs> it was funny when Colleen M ended up fainting, like, <laughs> and then the other, other Colleen's like, oh, now you've killed her <laughs> because she, she fainted because she can't have her phone. Yeah. It's just so funny. We're not anybody We're without, not our anybody without our phones. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just so weird how much of the dynamic, like, yeah, so, okay, Razor, so people had cell phones, but even those weren't like the iPhones or the Androids or whatever that they are today, they weren't like, you know, mini computers. Mm-hmm. They were just like, it was a phone. Like, okay, you have, you could text with it. it. And yeah, you had probably like the snake game on it or whatever, but it's like that. And was Tetris. Yeah. That was the extent of it. You know, now they're yeah. full fledged computers in the palm of your hand that it, it is just so weird how fast technology adapts and changes and how everybody just immediately gets on board with that and that becomes you know integral to society it's it's cool but it's also weird and you know kind of scary in a sense too like what's what's next like what like the older generation that's so dating well like so you know we're so out of touch with like yeah the, the snapchats and the instagrams and the whatever like all the social media like what is the next thing in 20 years from now that all the kids that are like super strung out on Instagram are going to like lose their shit over and be like, this is just taking it too far. You People know? are probably going to have like <laughs> shit, like shit implanted into them. And then like, yeah, instead of having a phone, you're just, you just like press the side of your head and then something goes in front of your eye. It's like a little HUD heads up display. Well, you remember from Futurama, right? The literal iPhone where they have it like, like in, <laughs> under their eye and yeah. like Fry couldn't figure out the his like entire head shakes when his phone's ringing because yeah. he like could have it on vibrate or something. <laughs> it's gonna be that, or it's gonna be like a um like a VR instead of going to someone's Facebook profile. Yeah. Like um you know on Animal Crossing, well I don't play that, but a lot of my friends do. How you have your own little farm. It's like you walk onto someone's property virtually. You don't hang out in person anymore. You just. You have a hangout, hey. you have a virtual hangout. <laughs> right, well, because we're all yeah. in our little matrix pods, you know. Getting well, I mean, Second Life already yeah. exists, and that's basically what that is. Yeah, like visiting your buddy's sim house. house. Yeah. <laughs> Just not Wild. Wild. Yeah, but I, I, watching this, I was, like, nostalgic for Barnes & Noble and Borders <laughs> and, like, those huge, you know, big chain stores where you could actually go in and, like, buy a CD and sit down and look at a book and have a coffee and I'm not a big coffee drinker or whatever, but have a coffee. And now like all of that is gone and as convenient as like Amazon and online shopping is like, it, it really has kind of destroyed. And it's just kind of ironic that their message is that the big box stores are destroying the mom and pop stores. Well now online stuff is destroying the big box stores. So oh, yeah. It's, it's weird, you know? I mean, we're, we're lucky, lucky here. We still have a Books A Million. Okay. And it, it's not quite the same as Borders. Well, yeah, I guess it's pretty close to Borders. I felt like Borders had a better selection. But that's what, when Borders went out of business, Books A Million just moved into their old building. Okay. But um, I feel the same way about, like, physical media with records, like music. iTunes is fine. Spotify is fine, but I really enjoy walking into a store and flipping through CDs and flipping through records and being able to have a conversation with the person working there who's 
just as like weird and obsessive about stuff yeah. as I am. No, that's super cool. Yeah, part of the joy, you know, uh, CDs, like that was, you know, my big heyday. And so like part of the joy was going into like a used CD place and finding some, you mm. know, rare gem that was like so ultra rare that, you know, no one had heard of it before. And now, like, nowadays you just like, oh, I want to, I'm going to just open up Spotify or you, yeah. Like, you don't even need to torrent shit anymore. Right. I mean, you don't even need to buy anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, oh, you mean you don't have to lime wire, wire like, like, giving your computer diseases? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I've got a lot of music on my phone, and it is, like, super convenient just, being, just to be able to plug it in or, you know, hit Bluetooth or whatever and have it come through my car stereo and, mm-hmm. and not have to rifle through a billion, you know, CDs. Uh, CD books and everything. And, oh, my God, Megan used to get so pissed off when we were going on road trips, like, that we would listen to, like, one song on a CD. And, and you know, she'd have, switch yeah, she'd have to, like, be in charge of, like, flipping through the books and finding it. And it's like, I want to listen to this one song. And she'd have to pull it out and okay. put it in and l- listen to it. And it's like, all right, next song. And she's like, yeah. <sighs> See, that's when you make the road trip mix CDs. Yeah. Yeah, fair. But it, so it is a lot better, like, on the phone, just being able to, you right. know, click. click Cue it up. But there is uh, still kind of, like, yeah, that that nostalgic that pain kind of thing. Kind like, of thing too. yeah, I mean, I still have a lot of like physical DVDs and Blu-rays and whatever. It's like, it's nice to have physical collections of some things, but mm-hmm. it's not really practical. I mean, we had, we had like the visors that had like all the CDs yeah. in them and then having to like lug all these books around. Cause I had a shit ton of You had CDs. like a whole, like you had several like of those like, pocket thing yeah we, we still do and it's like the but the last time that we went into one of them is just like i don't even remember when but <laughs> yeah CDs i know i know your feel. feel sorry didn't mean to cut you off what was that? i don't know no, i was just gonna say i know that feeling because between like books and records and cassette tapes and vhs's and cds like my husband and i are the worst <laughs> Like, when we get our own place where we can't get an apartment, we're going to have to get a house because we need space for our own mini blockbuster or whatever in a basement. Have you seen that people, like, especially during quarantine and stuff, were building their mm-hmm. own blockbusters and everything? That's, that's It's real cool. cool. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. I don't know if you have them in Maryland, but we have something called Half Price Books, which is kind of like a discount bookstore and, like... It has used media, like it's got new, like uh, some new, but mostly used books and uh, yeah, CDs and vinyl and all kinds of stuff. And I wish we games. did. It's really neat. Well, your state is on my like bucket list, I guess, because I'm I want to go to all fifty states at some point. I've never made it to Illinois. I always wanted to go to Chicago. You're not really missing much, honestly. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's no, what I tell people thing. about, like, Baltimore, D.C. Yeah, I, I've never been there, so. Um. <laughs> Depends on what you're into. If you like museums, D.C. is great. Yeah. There's good food here. I can say that. So I'll probably lose my Chicago, like, cred card, but uh, the food that we're most famous for, like, deep dish pizza... It's kind of terrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I hate like, it. I don't, I don't like it. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Are like you guys it. both like New York, like New York style, style pizza, pizza people? people? I like yeah. thin crust. Right, yeah. Thin crust. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you sound like me. I love New York pizza. Too much dough. I've taken trips for pizza. It's like too much dough, and then you just pour soup on top of it. Tomato soup. What? They just open up like Campbell's tomato and just the family size. There's your there's your deep dish dipshit. That's a t-shirt. You're brilliant. So many t-shirts. We got so many that we have to come up with now. Oh my god. Right, so where, oh, where are we with this movie? So they, yeah, she's uh, struggling along, trying to uh, keep her mom and pop store afloat because it was literally like her mom's uh, store that was running in. Uh, they're trying to stay relevant in the onset of this big box store opening up. And uh, yeah, that's, they continue to have the conversations like through email unbeknownst that the other one is who they are and they make plans finally to meet and then he discovers that it's her and initially doesn't want to go in and then decides that he is going to go in and you know not tell her that he is who he is but just be the guy that she knows as the guy that's like actively putting her out of business and Dylan this is your movie you're supposed to be chiming in and helping me out you're right uh, are you yeah um, I'm right here so that was all really interesting what you were just you're saying a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong it was very poignant and uh well-spoken eloquent I is what so I'd much. say <laughs> it, that was my favorite part of the movie too oh the part where uh where, where she, she chews him out for being, being a jerk. jerk. Yeah, I loved yes. it. At the, At the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. part. Is that what you, you were talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I had left the room for a moment. <laughs> so they, yeah. Um, so then he does succeed in putting her out of business. She closes down the store and um, he feels bad about it. They continue to well that he had like oh no when she was mean to him in the restaurant um that was him being there as joe fox not as like her you know secret pen yeah. pal and so she thinks that she was stood up and so joe has to go back and you know write this excuse that you know he he didn't show up for reasons or whatever that he couldn't tell her yeah and so she agrees to kind of continue the relationship with it being what it is. And so that's when it starts getting weird to me. Like when he actually does put her out of business and then he goes to bring her flowers and she's yeah. sick. And then it starts their like kind of like friendship relationship where yeah. she loathes him because he actively put her out of business and like closed down her mom's store but she also does kind of find him endearing. But then he does like the super weird thing where he's kind of like, he's doubling down on trying to throw her off the scent that it's really him. Yeah. And so he's like trying to cast aspersions on this other guy, which is really him. And to me, that yeah, was, where he's talking about himself, where he's like, yeah, this guy, I bet he has a 526 or whatever the number was, like warts on his face or whatever. Right. He said. Yeah. Um, um, 
Oh, that was one moment that we forgot to talk about. Um, when she broke up with that guy that she was with, the writer, that was the most pleasant breakup. Like, I wish I had a breakup in my life that was that cut and dry and like, yeah, it's not working. Did you find someone else? I found someone else. That's great. Yeah, where they, there was no, like, hate or... Yeah. No. And no. No heartbreak or drama. Just right? like, yeah, I'm just going to pack the cab with my stuff and I'll see you later. Yeah, they both just came to... The, like, they had the epiphany that, you know, they had... Uh, they cared for each other, but they didn't really... They weren't in love with each other and they had, you know, like, feelings for other people. And so it was very... Yeah, it was very peaceful and... Harmonic and harmonic, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, great. It was great. It was nice. But yeah, when uh when he, uh, finally, when he finally, you know, the dog, you know, the dog park, park thing at the, thing end, at the end, end, where um, where, um oh, I love they it. meet and, and, it's, and it's oh, I, oh, wanted, I wanted it to it be to you. Be like, like if, if I were her, her I would have been, been a little mad. mad. Like you've like, been, been weird and manipulative for the last couple of weeks or however long it's been, months. And, and yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I'm, in I'm in love with you. With we you. have the we dog, have and it's great. It's great. Yay! <laughs> like, and it's been you the whole time. Like, I yeah, I, I can understand. Yeah, maybe like almost the feeling of relief because he, and like what I I don't I don't know what his end game really was because when he was talking to her outside of the building when he knows that she actively has plans to go meet up with this quote-unquote other guy that's been him all along and he's like oh if only we would have met under different circumstances what if she would have at that point said you're right like i'm gonna blow this guy off because he's a dick and i really have like more a connection with you especially since we've been hanging out so screw this guy (laughs) so then he doesn't even get to do the reveal so then he's like yeah oh um but my dog needs to go for a walk yeah. like i uh you know like what what would he have done i got to poop for i <laughs> i want that as an alternate ending so bad and then like imagine that she gets to like finally meet the dog and then she notices the name on the tag and it's like wait what <laughs> Yeah, that would that's be so, so weird. This guy I was talking to on the internet had a dog with that name. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, and he also lived at this weird address that's in your screen name. Yeah. <laughs> so, so or whatever. Like, the creepy stalker, and then, like, it's uh, the end of it is him, like, getting hauled away in handcuffs. Like, and her, like, finally a restraining order against him. He's like, you just been creeping on me this whole time? And, and then, then you walk out, out of it saying, Tom Hanks is funny and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Dylan, do you want to reveal to Erica and our audience? What's that? What, what happened? happened? Yeah. Um, I had some, I, because I had to get the cat and do other things, I didn't finish the movie. I had 17 minutes left. And Eric got here and he wouldn't let me finish it. He started, what? started hitting me. I did not start hitting him. I did not beat him. I walked in and I was like, we've kept her waiting very mad. for over an hour. I was like, you have known what we were supposed to do all week. You were the one who got here late. Like, what are you doing? What? Okay, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> You still weren't done with the movie, even though I got here like an hour and 20 minutes late. So, which means like you didn't start the movie until like 30 minutes, you know, oh, oh my God, I can't even. You do not get a gold star today. No, No, none of us do. Well, you do because you were like so 
still willing and eager to come on. So we're totally appreciative of that. So oh yeah, again, thank you so much. So, yeah, yeah Dylan it's been won. fun. Dylan doesn't know how the movie actually ends. So I imagine they get together. We can tell him like literally. Anything, anything. Yeah. But you've seen it before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, but when I was like a kid. Okay, so yeah, that's that's basically how it is. Like he uh, is casting all these aspersions on, on this other guy, which is really him all along, and they have they keep meeting up, and you know they develop this friendship, and it turns out that you know well he's liked her all along because he knows who she is, and she you know has this affinity for him now, and then he uh, but she still says. Yeah, I wish circumstances were different, and I have to go meet this other guy. And then so she goes, and she's waiting at like the trellis. And then is it the, him? Then does he show up? He shows up with the dog. Well, the dog runs off, and he's like calling for the dog. And then they their eyes meet, and she like has this look on her face, and he's just kind of like this schlubby, like shrugs his so. Oh, speaking you know? of look on face, so like when she's in the subway, the when she's in the <laughs> what? Uh, okay, go ahead. When she's in, <laughs> that like, can the mean subway. anything. <laughs> I'm going to explain it. I'm still speaking. <laughs> when she's like in the subway and like in the beginning of the movie when she's just like fucking doing whatever she's doing, like just walking around, yeah. she's got this shit eating smile on her face. Imagine being happy. <laughs> in general? general? Oh my god, yes. In this day and age, like that was such a 90s thing. I don't think our generation really gets that. Nostalgic for happiness, just like <laughs> oh, this general malaise that we're all you yeah. know, going through every day. Holy shit! I've never seen anyone smile on the New York City subway. <laughs> well, no one's ever seen a CGI butterfly on the New York subway. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I'd be smiling. So, Probably tripping on acid so too. They meet in happy ending. They they share a kiss, and she said she's so glad it was him. And he's kind of like, yeah, yeah so, you know what a way, to, what a wonderful way to begin our relationship. That I've just been you know lying to you by yeah. proxy for the last <laughs> several weeks, and I also you know closed your business out. And, yeah, <sighs> you're basically. It's so, so cute. Yeah. So heartwarming and touching. Love, Love deception. deception. <laughs> it's a beautiful beginning. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else that you want to add, or are you ready for the trivia? I really, I really did like it. it. I, I just also liked the alt ending, ending that we all just collectively wrote together, together. A, little a little better. better. I think we, but it was great. We definitely retconned that, so I think that's uh, good. Do you hear us, Nora Efron? I think, you know, get ready. Get really busy on the sequel. You, like, looked at Megan while you were yeah. saying that, like, she was... Know. I think I was trying to look down at the notes. Like, I don't know. I, I remember. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing. Shut up. Okay. okay. Uh, trivia. Could arguably be... Uh, yeah, could arguably... Could arguably... Be, um, you want me to read uh, Arguably. <laughs> yes. Be a modern retelling of James Austin's Pride and Prejudice, of mm -hmm. which Kathleen is a fan. Joe Fox mimics the story's male protagonist, Mr. Darcy, while Kathleen Kelly mirrors the female protagonist, Elizabeth Bennet. Like the novel, the two meet under casual circumstances only to end up at odds with each other due to differing views and opinions. Like Elizabeth, Kathleen becomes determined to hate Joe Fox due to his proud disposition, but their continued encounters lead them to eventually fall in love. The redeeming factor of the novel, however, is inverted in this film. In the story, Darcy finally wins over Elizabeth when she learns of the noble service he selflessly performs for her family. Joe Fox, on the other hand, 
does Kathleen a great disservice by putting her out of business, making the story somewhat unique as the two fall in love in spite of this. Wow. This movie's screenplay is based loosely on The Shop Around the Corner from 1940, starring James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan. Kathleen Storr is named The Shop Around the Corner. The two main characters are latter-day male and present-day email pen pals. They both know they are falling in love with their respective pen pals. When the man realizes who the woman really is, he pursues her, but is not sure the love match will work. In the end, they find that they do belong together. Wow. Did you know that all of Joe and Kathleen's emails were put on the movie's official website, which Warner Brothers has kept active? Oh, wow. I don't know if that's still... Oh. That's cool. Oh, I missed one, the very first one. The scene where Joe accidentally closes the door of Kathleen's shop on the balloons was unscripted. Yeah. Tom Hanks actually did that and ad-libbed the line, good thing it wasn't the fish. Nora Ephron thought it was so funny that she decided to keep it in. Hmm. Cool. That, that was very cute. is what we have for the trivia for You've Got Mail. And that's so, all the movies, so we're going right into the ratings. We are going to go to the ratings, and Erica, as our guest, you can go first with Yoga, Yoga Hosers. Okay, so um, just making just sure, is this a five-star five or is this a one to ten? We go out of ten. Okay, just making sure. And am I allowed to use decimal points? I give it a five. Yes, the, the, it, we do do decimal points. It would have been funny like, if we said it was five and you're like, oh, yeah, easily five. And it was like, yeah, the movie she picked what she hated. She only gave it a five out of ten. No, no uh, I give Yoga Hosers a solid 8.7. Holy that is, shit. That is incredible. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Dylan, go ahead. Uh, 7.4 is what I'm giving it to. Yeah, that's a fair one. I'll go 7.4. 8.7. My <laughs> word. I liked a lot about it. I liked the, the inventiveness. I liked the music. I liked the little bratwurst people. Um, I just, I don't know. It felt like not a whole lot happens in, in yeah. the movie. Um well, like the I, but the pacing is really good. I think. Yeah, I was just gonna say it did feel well paced, but it felt like once they actually meet the Bratsies, like it, yeah. it's pretty quick to the end at that. Oh yeah, like totally. they they had the whole beginning where the first time really slow burn in the beginning with like it's basically just a bunch of character development and like showing you. Yeah, like, but you should like that because you're no, always. I do. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just. He's always on and on about character development and characters. I didn't say anything. Okay. Yeah. I was agreeing with you that it was like once the Broadway's people come, then it's... All right. I'm just so used to you being so antagonistic with me that I was I'm waiting for the other shoe I'm being quite cordial with you. <laughs> so, uh, you're next. 8.8. Wow, shit. you are just... Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wow, even higher than her own movie. Yeah. <laughs> By a slight percentage. Wow. Uh, yeah, and the reason that I say 8.8 is because I got just as much joy out of that as I did Yoga Hosers, but just the kills, the kills put it up one-tenth for me. That's fair. I appreciate that. Yes. I'm going to give it a straight eight. I think I think it's really good. Um, I think the I I like that it's a strong female character yep. who stands on her own and just kicks a bunch of ass. Yep. Um, the masks are really cool. I I love masks. Um, they seem really impractical to see out of. Um, Especially the sheep one. It's just yeah. like the little slits. By the way, that was that exactly. was weird. Um, but yeah, all 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 in all, I liked it a lot. Yeah. 
Well, you, well, I was going to say, if you're a big mask fan, then you must have loved 2020. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different kind of mask. Yeah. No, I, I a little, actually little do. Different. I don't like people looking at my face, so I love the masks. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so weird now. Like, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, and we would just went to Target over the weekend, and they, they had the signs on, like, okay, if you're fully vaxxed, you, you know, it's, it's optional or whatever. So we walked in still with a mask on, and we saw, like, literally everyone, like, not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, like, as sad as it is, it almost felt like, it felt weird. Yeah. Well, it's like you're so used to, like, anti, anti-maskers are, maskers are stupid. Okay, can we agree on that? So now... And you, and you don't, don't want to be, be confused, confused with, with one. one. Exactly. So... Exactly. Yeah. So it felt like really weird and off-putting, but we like took the masks off and we're like walking around and like, <laughs> it's like, Megan, you, you do have our cards, right? Like if someone <laughs> like calls us out on it, we can be like, no, we're not one of them. Like we really are vaccinated. Like yeah. I, I promise here. Here's the scar. <laughs> it, it felt so weird. And to just, like, you almost don't even want to make like eye contact with other people too. <laughs> Because you don't want them thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you and me, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's a whole bunch of MAGA, bugs. am I right? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah, I mean, um, Jesse and I went to a horror convention recently, and that was weird to be in a con atmosphere again. Yeah, for sure. Where it's about, because in North Carolina, where we were, like, they don't have a mask mandate anymore. So it's, like, about ha- over half the people just weren't. And I'm thinking, hope you're vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. She's fully vaxxed, but... It's just... it's uh, Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I I don't know. I mean... I have not gotten vaccinated. You bastard. I could make a joke, but I'm not going to. (laughs) You're part of the problem, Dylan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. All right, so... uh, Oh, I don't even think... I didn't even rate it. No, you I? haven't. Um, you went on a tangent, uh, which you did not know. I haven't noted any of them. Once again, we went off the rails from the onset, yes. so it's just uh, loosey-goosey. Um, yeah, you know my opinions on strong female characters. Mm-hmm. I love them. Uh, I'm going 8.5. Okay. Pretty good. So you've got mail. Uh, uh, I, give I give it a, it a solid, solid 7. seven. That's that's lower than I thought you were going to <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I give it a seven. seven. Huh. It's, it's the believability of running into each other in the city all the time. That docked a bunch of points for you. And, and, and the butterfly. The butterfly, <laughs> the butterfly was a little <laughs> ridiculous. GD butterfly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's still passing. It's a C. Yeah, I'm gonna a C will get you through algebra. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 8.2. I think you need to try to take you need to take off at least point two of that for, for not even watching the end of the whole <laughs> movie that you picked. So I think you have to if you're going eight point two, you have to go eight as your final answer because you cannot Fine, good, go eight. You can't in good conscience like I... not watch the movie that you picked. <laughs> I at least glad that you watched Yoga Hosers because yeah. I would have been so embarrassed if that was the one that you like hadn't watched. I mean, oh, technically, yeah. I you would have thought that I was making shit up <laughs> if you didn't watch the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, the yeah, Nazi so brought worst. And you're like, up, what? They go up the people's ass. It's like, <laughs> checks out. Okay. Yeah. I'll take Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so you went with an eight? Uh, Apparently I was forced to. <laughs> um, I'll go with a 7.3. It okay. was enjoyable. It was a lot better than I thought, especially mm-hmm. when you initially brought it up. I was really hesitant to watch it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, from the nostalgia factor and, and Tom Hanks and my, Meg Ryan, they do have mm-hmm. really good chemistry together. And so, um, yeah, it was good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, liked I liked it. it. What would you guys rate SpongeBob SquarePants Again? Sponge on the Rock? You've already asked her this. <laughs> you can't double down. Oh, you didn't ask me for a rating. I didn't ask for a rating. I, I asked for oh. the Neanderthals. Uh, okay. I, I give it a solid eight. Eight, eight is good. Jesus. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give it a 9.9. 9. I, mean, I really love SpongeBob. Have <laughs> seen it? Yeah. yeah. Nine, I think we've both seen it. A 9.9. 9. I'm joking, dude. I actually hated it. I thought it was the worst SpongeBob movie I've seen. How many SpongeBob movies are there? There's a lot. There's at least a four. few. There's at least four. Oh my god. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four point two. <laughs> you, know, you, you almost like have to pick this movie as the movie that you can actually choose because you, you've talked about it so much that you can subject all of us to it. You know. We're just gonna, (laughs) yeah. We're just gonna edit out all the you've got mail stuff and replace it with commentary about SpongeBob. (laughs) Well, Erica, I hope you can convince Jesse to come on for that episode where we get to just pick whatever, and uh, so you can choose whatever movie you want to subject us to, and hopefully Jesse does the same. No, dude, she's, she's down. down. It's, it's just, just scheduling. Like, like, like just, just getting, getting the two of us together, together to do Paranerd sometimes is proved difficult, but I promise we will be a party of four next time, and it'll be a blast. That'll be awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, again, I can't uh, recommend their show more highly enough. You know, I said kind of off air, we were having a conversation. Like, it's it's appointment listening for me. Like, as soon as a new episode is posted, I, I have to listen to it because – they're just so great, really funny, and the subject matter is like the investigative stuff and the deep dives that you guys do are just so like well done and thought out and just not only like just factually based, but also just like so interesting and on point and hilarious to boot. So again, uh, really strongly recommend Paranerd. So do you want to um, shout out the show again and tell us once more where we can find it and whatnot? Sure. Sure. So So again, um, Paranerds, we are amateur paranormal researchers, and we talk about cryptids and history and ghosts and vampires and aliens and a little bit of everything. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and follow us at um, Instagram, Paranerds Podcast. So... That's where we are, and that's where all the updates are, and basically, we are a parallel universe, you guys, so listeners that love this show, like, we're girls, but that's the difference. Which one is me? I don't know. I think I'm you. You're me? No, you definitely... I think I'm you. You definitely prepare, like, okay, again, I just listened to the the Mermaid episode, like, you did, like, a, a hell of a lot of research and everything for that deep dive. Uh, Dylan does not do any research whatsoever. <laughs> Maybe so I just want to be you because of your SpongeBob, SpongeBob love. <laughs> yeah, I used to collect these Kraft macaroni and cheeses. <laughs> had collectible SpongeBob cards that you could cut out of the cardboard box, and I would hang them on my cork board. I had all but one. You're Jesse. You're one hundred percent Jesse. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but this has been awesome. Like I, I really on air or not, like this has been fantastic, and I am excited to come back with co-host in in hand. I guess on mic. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that the the scheduling is kind of crazy uh, for us too. I've actually got to travel next week, so I won't even be around for next Tuesday. So when you said like if we couldn't do it Tuesday, that you would be available, and I'm like, no, we have to do it. I hope she can stick it out yeah. because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just again, I feel so bad that we were late, but I'm I'm really glad that you were able to hang out and and do it. And yeah, you probably need to go get some sleep because I know you're an hour ahead of us. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Uh, well, one one question because I'm about to stop my audio. Um, where do you want audio uploaded? Um, because it's probably too big to send over email. I can put it in the parent nerds drive and give you access to it, probably. Yeah. Through Google Drive, does sure. that work for y'all? Yeah, absolutely. A little behind the scenes action. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I will throw a uh noise reduction on it to get rid of my room sound so it's one less step for you the editor okay i'm so. sure he'll appreciate that because he really abhors editing of any kind so i'm gonna no. i'm gonna put it through an eq anyway so oh so i don't really don't, need to you don't need to if you want to is it it'll sound better okay well i'm gonna do that because i know jesse's gonna listen back to it and if i don't run it through that noise thing she's mm. gonna be like hey <laughs> Your audio sounds like shit. <laughs> well, we like, appreciate just a back it. Story: I have two chairs. I have my comfortable chair, and then I have this awful fold-out chair. <laughs> this is the one that doesn't make noise, ah. and I make sure that I sit in this one when I record because if I don't, that... I had a chair like that. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm sorry that you've been uncomfortable this whole time. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not that bad. I put a pillow on it. So oh, there we go. That's that'll that'll help. Yeah. Um, but when do you guys need the audio by? Like tomorrow? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. I figured we'll we'll probably actually post this uh, next Tuesday since it's late. You know, you know, I know it's a lot to try to get done today and. Plus, it's you know getting late for us as well, so we'll probably just uh, throw it up next Tuesday. Instead. We should end the episode and <laughs> yeah, and probably should. Okay. Oh, we'll actually end it, Eric. Say yeah. something to end the episode. <laughs> oh, just I stopped stop recording it. a minute ago, but go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll file that under. Uh, yeah, thank you for hanging out with us and listening to all that uh, rigmarole at the end. Uh, we are going to sign off and continue with Erica off uh, the podcast. So. Thank you again, Erica, for coming on. Looking forward to you guys coming back. And keep fucking right. that turkey. Chicken. What? <laughs>